0: O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to
1: you. Happy birthday to you. Coach Steve Sarkeesian.
0: Direct snap, Brooks fakes the pitch, bounces it outside. He's to the 30, he's to the 25, he's to the 20.
1: I was laughing originally at the Steve Sarkeesian thing. And then I started laughing at the fact that, is it me? Or does that OU Texas game feel like it was 20 years ago? No,
0: it was 20 years ago. It's crazy. I'm I'm convinced it was 20 years ago.
1: Because at first I was like, wait, was was that last year's game? That feels like it was forever ago. There's been a lot oh my gosh. happened since that day.
0: Uh, you're telling me. <laughs>
1: That's kind of what started the whole situation in hindsight.
0: Happy birthday, Sark. Hope 48 treats you well uh, for both Teddy and I. We'll play that uh, at least one more time today. Is Hope 48, 48,
1: 48 the new well. like 25?
0: No, 48's the new 68 when you get beat by Kansas at home like he did last year. Dang it. That aged him about fifteen or twenty years, and like I was telling Parker last hour, buddy, you talk about the pucker factor next year. Texas gets off to another rough start, and they're going into Lawrence as like a fourth loss team. Oh my god, uh, do it again, KU, please. Let's please, see. Please, please. I please. know
1: they've got Bama early on. What's the rest of their non-conference look like?
0: They uh, they play someone else. Oh, uh, UTSA the week yeah, after yeah, yeah, Alabama yeah, that's right. at home.
1: Uh, I mean, it's really pretty tough. Louisiana, Monroe, Bama, and then UTSA. And then their first Big 12 game is it's at Texas Tech, which, you know...
0: That'll be a tough game.
1: They should be able to win that game, obviously. Way more talent. But Tech's kind of on a little bit of a high themselves right
0: now. I mean, I wouldn't just count that as an easy layup I win. I, I know that there's an overwhelming thought that Texas is going to be better, but... This is still a five and seven football team that lost to KU last year, so I'm going to really pump the brakes on throwing up a bunch of automatic wins for Texas next year' I, right. I'm not you will not hear me doing that
1: Road games, Lubbock, stoolwater,
0: uh Manhattan and Lawrence baby. here we go is there a possi- is there seven losses potentially on that schedule? no way Alabama. Is definitely one. Right. OU is definitely one. I think Tech is a potential loss. Manhattan's a potential loss. OSU is a potential loss. Baylor. So there's five. Baylor. That's six. Um, <laughs> I think it's way more likely than you might imagine.
1: I don't know. It's all going to come down to quarterback. And I know every stupid national article out there is saying that, oh, the Ewers kid's going to be the second-best quarterback in the Big 12, or however they're framing it. Uh, That is far from settled. Kid, uh, you know, and uh, maybe he took a snap or two at Ohio State and mop-up duty, but far from proven. They don't have – do they even have a quarterback on their roster right now that's started a football game?
0: Uh, Hudson Collard is still there, right?
1: I guess he's started a game. Um, but did he start off last season?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, he started that uh, Arkansas game. Yeah. And then Casey Thompson ended up taking over. Then Hudson Card ended up starting later in the year. It was it was back and forth. But quarterback play wasn't terrible for them, which is a really bad sign that they had – it wasn't god-awful quarterback play and still found a way to go 5-7. and seven. At least <sighs> – at least in 2010, they had a really bad quarterback play, so you could directly blame that for the 5-7 and seven season. Not last year, which that's, that's, that's pretty sad. That's a fair
1: point. Their quarterbacks combined for 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Uh, I mean,
0: that might actually be a pretty good year.
1: Pretty good numbers. Um, they had a running back run for rush for 1,100 yards. They had one of the best wide receivers in college football or <laughs> definitely in the Big 12 and Xavier Worthy. Uh, twelve touchdowns, almost a thousand yards receiving,
0: and one and of the better defensive players in the conference last year. Yeah. and Overshown.
1: Overshown led the team in tackles, a couple of sacks, uh, yeah, and they went five and seven, huh? Fascinating, isn't it? Which you know, I don't know. I it, it's hard to look at. The, I I don't even know what to say whenever I look at the schedule. Yeah, I could find seven win or losses on there. I could you know, frankly, if if you're gonna consider at Lubbock a losable football game, well you gotta consider West Virginia at home a losable football game too, now don't you? Absolutely you, you do. <laughs> if 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 losing in Lubbock, Texas is something that is on the table when we're discussing it in March. Well, then pretty much every single game is on the table. I
0: just don't think that you go from 5-7 and seven, losing to Kansas one year and then you turn it around and go 10-2 and two the next year. And I understand that Alabama, Saban's first year, seven and six, and then followed it up with a great year where I think they were ranked number one going to the SEC championship game. But that's Saban in Alabama, okay? That's not Sark in the University of Texas, so I'm not really going to use that comparison. I think that they're closer to having another massively disappointing year than they are turning it around and Texas wins you know, double-digit games next year. And I know the conference is bad and all that, but the conference has been bad for a decade, and so has Texas. Same thing with USC. Well, come on, guys. It's the Pac-12. Well, the Pac-12 didn't just now start to suck. The Pac-12's been bad for a while, and USC still hasn't been able to overcome that. The Big 12's been bad for a while, and Texas has still found a way to stay in the decade of suck. So bad conference, good conference, it doesn't matter. Bad football teams are bad football teams, and that's what Texas is right now. I... (laughs) (laughs)
1: i'll tell you what's so funny what you said i don't see how you back up a five and seven season losing to kansas with um a good record or whatever number you put on it so i was like i'm gonna go back and see what they were the year after they were five and seven there's three five and seven years in here i guess one of them six and seven but F3, oh, yeah. Seven lost
0: seasons Two, in the last uh, decade. 2010, it happened, in the year they lost to Arkansas in the bowl game. Is that it? Well, in, in 2016. Oh, 2015 they were really bad too, right?
1: 2016 they were five and seven oh, and yikes. lost to Kansas. 2015, they were five and seven, beat Kansas, beat Oklahoma, and they lost. To Notre Dame, to Cal, to Oklahoma State, to TCU. So that's five and seven seasons back-to-back. And then in 2013, wait, maybe it went, what was it? Was it 12 or 14? I don't know. Six and seven. They went six and seven, five and seven, five and seven. Yeah, well, t-
0: Dude, the year after the national championship game in 2009, the year they lost to Alabama, and that's the year that the Longhorn Network was launched, they thought Garrett Gilbert was the next guy. Yeah, five and seven. I mean, it's kind of the norm out there, man. That's it's unbelievable.
1: Insane.
0: They they won
1: one or no, sorry, two Big Twelve games that entire season at Tech and against number five Nebraska and Lincoln. How yep. in the world did they pull that off? Yep. Wow. That is just I mean, w- we know
0: that they've been really bad, but when you really dig into just how bad they've been since 2010. Four, it's, seven lost seasons, and that's just. It's like, have they been like trying to sabotage their program? Like, How is it possible to be this bad with the level of athlete that, that school gets every single year? Yeah. Y- You've got to try to be that bad.
1: And probably out-recruited Oklahoma in every one of those five <laughs> seasons.
0: Yeah, at least in most of them.
1: That is otherworldly. When is the last time Oklahoma had a seven loss season?
0: Well, probably nineteen ninety eight. Um, it, it, I mean, in the ninety seven or ninety eight, most likely. I don't even know if they had a That's seven. What I'm saying. I don't, I don't even, know if they had a. They it may have just been five and six in ninety eight. I can't remember if they were playing twelve games back then or not. So it's it's been over. It's been easily over 20 years since it's happened.
1: I don't think we started playing 12 games until like, oh, two. Yeah,
0: yeah. so maybe like 97 was the last time. But OU really hasn't even been close to that. Like, five losses is the most that you're going to find since 1999. And that's right. only happened, you know, a few times since then.
1: Right. Man, that is that is just unbelievable whenever you think about it. I guess, for whatever reason, I... I just I I forget those things every now and then, right? And you got to go back and refresh the memory on just how god awful Texas has been recently. It's just
0: it's. This is my favorite way to celebrate Sark's birthday. <laughs> it really is. Happy forty-eight, Sark. Four and eight. Maybe you'll. Uh, th- maybe that's what you'll roll off four next year. A four and eight. <laughs> Not that surprising after Alabama crushes your soul in week two next year. Which, by the way, I don't know the legitimacy of this guy at all, but. There's some guy on Twitter that guessed TV times for next year. Every game, he guessed the TV time for next year. And his projection, however he formulates this, and it was uh, creating quite the stir on Twitter today, he is projecting an 11 a.m. start between uh, Texas and Alabama next year, which I 100% hope that happens.
1: That's funny. It's like if it's an 11 a.m. kickoff, that they may rescind OU in Texas going to the SEC. Probably. It's like, nope. Not happening. Not going to do it. Let's see. Oh, boy. Yeah. 1996 was not a good season. Yeah,
0: they were uh, winless heading into the OU Texas game that year and uh, knocked off the horns as a winless squad. Imagine now, that.
1: Yeah. Well, not only were they winless. They went 2-8 and eight
0: that season. Yeah. Losses to Tulsa and Kansas before the Texas game even happened.
1: Yep. But, but buddy
0: John Blake got him that big OT win in 96. Let's go.
1: Yep. Did – in our crappiest season uh, in memory, we did beat Texas in overtime, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, didn't – we kept it close. We kept it within 52 against Nebraska, 73-21.
0: Yeah, that was bad. What was the next year? Was sixty nine to seven in Nice? Awesome. Was, I don't think "nice" is the word that a lot of people use for that game.
1: Woo. Brutal. Yeah, four and eight in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, that was uh, not not good.
0: I think ninety six is one of the few times where OU has pulled off a major upset in the OU Texas game now feels like most years especially here recently OU's been a really big favorite but if you give Texas anything they've been the team here recently that's they've been able to pull off the big upset in this game 2015 was a big upset um I'd even say what 2018 was a pretty big upset when when OU had Kyler that year
1: yeah yeah it, it's and, and you just can look here whenever. 13
0: was a big upset
1: you know we didn't have good teams a lot of those games were still really um closely contested
0: so hmm It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We are in studio on this Tuesday. We will catch up with head coach Bob Stoops shortly. In the meantime, keep the text coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. I'll actually go ahead and get to uh, some of those. The party at 96 after we beat Texas was legendary. And there's probably no documentation of it, which makes it even more legendary. I know.
1: That's the great part, right? You, you, um, you have to relive it through legendary stories, um, not through people's social media page. That makes it, makes it a lot of fun. And whenever you go into the OU Texas game winless and come out with a, a win in overtime, then yeah. I, I can imagine that party was was something you gotta you gotta grab a hold of anything you can at that point right
0: yeah here's uh, how old I have become now mm-hmm. being in Dallas and winning that game is it's one of the best feelings of the entire year now the process of going through the game can be pretty miserable with the highs and lows that you encounter throughout the day um, but the feeling after I mean you can't you can't really beat it. But the thought of going out and legendarily partying after, I'm so old now that the thought of that, it just does not exist within me anymore, unfortunately. It's
1: crazy, isn't
0: it? (sighs) yeah, Yeah, it really is.
1: Now it's like just think if we hustle back to the hotel we can get eight hours of sleep in and beat the traffic in the morning.
0: I, we get up at seven, there will be no traffic heading seven. I know, man. That's where it's at now. Uh, oh man. It really is sad and pathetic. Y'all forgot to mention B. John Robinson. Teddy mentioned he yeah, didn't mention him 1, by name, rusher. but he remembered the, the or he mentioned the numbers that he had last year. Yep. They
1: had they you could say they had the best back, best wide receiver in in the conference and which their offense wasn't wasn't terrible last year but um as you know we witnessed kind of firsthand down there they just they couldn't put it all together um throughout the whole season and really struggled offensively at times down the stretch like they only put up seven in aims against Iowa state and
0: Oh, that was the legendary the uh, the coach cussing out all the kids on the bus. You want to go in the portal? Get in the mother blanker. <laughs> that was the best.
1: It was great. It was <sighs> great. It's um, it's almost sad how enjoyable it is to um to watch the the implosion down there at times. Yeah,
0: that's that's why I always said that. You know, if OU got to handpick the, their biggest rival, they picked the absolute best rival. Um, the one that is so incredibly arrogant, but so incredibly sucks most of the time. They are, without a doubt, the easiest college football program to make fun of. Yeah. OU has the best rival in all of college sports. The gift that keeps on giving every single year. Every single year.
1: Man. I'm I'm just looking. I know Hudson Card started, but th- he only won one game, and that was to Louisiana, first game of the season. Uh, he threw for 61 in a loss against Arkansas, and that's the game he got replaced in, right? And then threw for right at it, 101 against Iowa State in a loss, and then 123 against West Virginia in a loss. Like, he's, he's not it. So – like they've got everything that, that they've got all their eggs in a couple of really young quarterbacks baskets, and if that doesn't live up to it, then they've got some serious issues.
0: Yeah. Unless did they get a transfer or anything? Um. They they got the they got the two kids. Well, the transfer was Ewers. Yeah, Quinn Ewers. Right. right. And they but got they didn't get like
1: a vet transfer, did they?
0: Um. No, I don't believe so.
1: And they've got the other, the young kid yeah. that they signed the five-star out of Tech or mm-hmm. uh, California.
0: So I played Tequila coming in uh, from the break. Yeah. Text line says, that song reminds me of the livestock scramble at the end of a dime beer night at J.C. Cowboys. <laughs> they, ole, they play that song when the lights come on and they kick you out. I'm glad, if anything, I've kind of um, sparked back up the talk about J.C. Cowboys on this show.
1: Is that the Weatherford place,
0: or is that no, but it, yes, yes. No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> J.C. Cowboys. That's that's the place in Weatherford.
1: Wow, hmm. that's a that's a bar where there's probably you know stories of people losing a finger or um, maybe an eye in a bar fight. There's a p- couple of places like that in Muskogee. The Rose. You ever heard of the Rose?
0: Never heard of the Rose, but don't you ever compare anything to J.C. Cowboys. That place is legendary all in itself.
1: Well, I don't know, man. Uh, pretty rough country and western bar.
0: Yeah. You were asking yesterday how big of a deal they're going to make uh, recruiting-wise on that spring game weekends. Mm-hmm. Still yet to be determined by like how many kids, but... Five star defensive lineman Levius Overton is going to be Hello. in that weekend. AM thought to be the leader at this point, but OU's is going to get the final impression on the deal. And anytime you can get a kid on campus during the spring game, which is going to be a big deal, you feel like you at least have a puncher's chance.
1: I've got a. Is it just Oklahoma
0: and A&M? Uh. Some would think that Georgia's in there. Um, taking a visit to Ohio State also in April, but OU and a- A&M's your main challenger here.
1: I don't think he's going to go to A&M. Why not? I just...
0: Is this some scuttlebutt that you've heard? or
1: No, no, no. I haven't heard anything. I don't know. I just know that that is a... Like, that signing class was a huge deal. There's Several defensive linemen in it. What they had the um, uh, the original kid that we thought was going to come to OU Brownlow Dindy Anthony Lucas. They've got another five star. Their D line class was was
0: was amazing. I mean, it was really good. Yeah, it's it's one of probably the biggest reason why it was the number one ranked recruiting class of all time.
1: See, they've got three three five star defensive tackles and another four star defensive tackle. So. I just I don't if I I guess I'm just putting myself in in his shoes. I if I go to a place like that, I it's you just it's not going to be a big deal.
0: I I hear you. Um it's going to be a huge deal if he comes to OU. A right. massive deal. Like we're going to say it's one of the bigger defensive recruits that they've yeah. landed in a long time. Yeah.
1: People want to stick out,
0: man. I that that's, he does have a connection to A and M. His dad worked there a long time, but his dad also has connections to. to yeah, well, OU. guess what? His um. But hey, I'll I'm tell down you for the. What never
1: hope. happened the down entire the time his dad worked there? You know what didn't happen when he? His he didn't dad get to tweet
0: and get all the retweets and no. likes and everything.
1: They didn't win a conference championship, and they didn't win a national championship.
0: Wow, that's a slam.
1: And it's true.
0: Is it not I am saying his uh, entire career is a giant disappointment?
1: No, I'm saying A and is a giant disappointment. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if just put yourself in a high school kid's shoes, who's a five star defensive lineman. He wants to stand out. He wants to get on the field. Forget standing out. Immediately.
0: If that's his main concern is just to stand out wherever he signs, then you kind of got the wrong mentality in it. Dude, if I'm a defensive lineman right now, or if I'm a defensive player right. and I want to develop, who's got who's got a better track record right now than Brent Venables in this area of the country? Nick Saban got a pretty good track record for turnout defensive talent. So does Kirby Smart. But A&M? Come on, Jimbo's put out some good defensive players, but not like Brent Vittables over the years. Yeah. Steve Sarkeesian's put out some – I don't even know if he's put out some good defensive players. But the point is, if you're deciding between OU and A&M as a defensive lineman, the pedigree's really not all that well, close. Here's
1: what I'm saying, though. I'm not saying that he's coming to Oklahoma. I'm just – like, if I had to bet, I'd say he's not going to Texas A&M.
0: Just based on all the attention that you think that he – No, just
1: based on – like, if – If I was a linebacker, a five-star linebacker, I doubt I would go to another school that's got three other five-star linebackers coming in in that class. I know everyone is super confident in their abilities and thinks they're the best one, but, I mean.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing we forget, though. If NIL is a factor at all with him, um, well, he can get something at A&M that OU's just not interested in really offering anyone right now, which I stand behind that decision.
1: Maybe, maybe that's true. But, you know, again, you're talking about a place that's dividing, dividing up between seven five-star players, you know? So, you know, I don't know what the NIL factor is. And if that's what he is, you know, factoring in really heavily, then it's probably going to be tough to overcome. But, if I remember correctly, one of the big things was academics, right? And maybe it was engineering that he wanted to get into, something like that. So, and A and M we talked about was a good engineering school, so that does factor in. But I don't know i i I don't know anything about it, so I'm probably speaking out of turn here. But just off of that, I'd say I wouldn't think he
0: goes to. A&M. Are people trying to troll us today? Hopefully, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the first time. All right. Why doesn't Jason White have a statue? Seems like Coach Switzer should have a statue, too. I feel like you guys are trolling us. I'm definitely going to fall for it, but I feel like you're trying to troll us here.
1: I think I saw that on Twitter today, too. Someone said, why doesn't Jason White have a statue?
0: Come on, guys. You're making us look like dumb fans if you keep (laughs) tweeting out stuff like that.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Send him a picture of like, um, you know, the square and tell them to circle all of the stoplights to make sure that that's not a bot.
0: If anyone out there was trying to um, troll me individually, it 100% worked today. I put out a tweet on our uh, Twitter page on The Ref. It's, with Baker Mayfield getting a statue in Heisman Park on April 23rd, who's the one non-Heisman winner that should get a statue somewhere on campus? And so I attached a picture to it, right? Naturally. So the picture I attached is a current picture of Heisman Park. Mm-hmm. And I got all these responses. Well, that picture's of Jason White. <laughs> and to which I blew up a couple times. Yeah, because we don't know. We haven't seen the the statue of Baker Mayfield yet, <laughs> of course. I know it's Jason White. I'm showing you Heisman Park of where it's going to go. Oh, man. So you guys got me today. You're mm-hmm. on edge. You're on I, edge. I am on edge today.
1: Seems mm-hmm. like Coach Switzer mm-hmm. should have a statue also on mm-hmm. Campus Corner. Uh, agree. Agree.
0: Ryan says, Love the JC Cowboys talked. I worked there for 15 years. Peace has a, place has a piece of my heart.
1: Worked there for 15 years. You want to uh, sit down and have a beverage with somebody who's got some stories? How about that?
0: Yeah. If the walls could talk, how about if Ryan DePew could talk? I'd I'd like to hear that. Man. They closed back down and it's sell for, for sale for two million dollars. That's a bummer. Two million bucks. That's that's a good investment, if you ask me.
1: I don't know. I feel like that's gonna be the insurance premium yearly uh for that place.
0: <laughs> or to clean the place, that's <laughs> no, how much maybe. it costs,
1: two million. Sanitize the area. Wow. Fifteen years that J.C. Cowboys. That guy. You want to know who deserves a statue? That
0: guy. Outside
1: of J.C. Cowboy is
0: the honeymoon over, Tyler? LOL. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Honeymoon's over with the text line.
0: Basically. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> Twitter took care of it, is what they're saying about the guy asking about Jason White. Good.
1: Uh, um, the statue question is an interesting one. It is really mm. interesting. Because I think there's, there's, there's several different routes that you can go. Um, I still think, and I believe this is like happening, right? The Selman brothers, yeah. There's a statue coming for that, right? Which is great. Now, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing a, seeing a, um, an area where they're doing defensive guys. There's, there's so many great. Defensive players at OU.
0: Yeah, we'll put that way off into campus where oh, come no one on. can ever find it. It's all about the flash and the offense. Come on. Down by the duck pond? Yeah, it's, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> uh, sorry, you got to have a long walk to the stadium, but you get to see all our defensive guys there.
1: That's where they're going to put it, down there at the LNC where you can ride a bus. You park on game day and ride the bus up to the stadium. Defensive parks down there. I
0: would uh, hope that your statues, the defensive guys, look like the uh, Texas statues that we saw yesterday of Cole <laughs> McCoy and Vince Young. That would oh, be amazing.
1: That's, that is something.
0: Patty Gasso got to get a statue at some point, though. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, there's, we can list all the names that we want, but there's no one currently head coach, player, whatever, that's more deserving than, than her.
1: I think it would be awesome when they build the new softball stadium if you have like a couple of statues out out front of that, like Jocelyn Allen, Lauren
0: Chamberlain, or something, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be. Brent Venables wins a uh, one national title. Let's go. He's going to be in statue territory Let's for go. how much everyone loves him. That's right.
1: Are is that? Are you in? If you do that, statue wise, it doesn't
0: matter overall record. Years. Well, there's one of Bud, right? Yeah. I mean, well, Bob won one, and and he's he's up there. So That's right. sure, yeah.
1: We do need one of Switzer, though.
0: What does a Teddy Lehman statue look like? Um, him sitting there on the couch eating an entire box of uh, Choco Tacos. That's oh, what it looks yeah.
1: like. You know, whenever they, um, if like say we're going to the Orange Bowl, they go over there and put the oranges on the <laughs> yeah, the yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, if OU's going to a bowl game, they go over there and put a box of Choco Tacos <laughs> on my sweet. statue. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on.
0: Central Oklahoma Buick GMC Dealers bringing you hour number one of The Rush on this Tuesday. I'm not thinking that we're going to get Coach Bob Stoops today, Uh, so we'll catch up with him next week. But definitely want to know what he thinks about Baker getting a statue and all the excitement that's going to take place that weekend. Do you think uh, there's going to be a lot of former players come back for that For the spring game, for Baker getting that statue, will we see a Kyler Murray appearance that weekend? What do you think?
1: It's an interesting question. Um, I don't know. Uh, I would guess that the year he won the Heisman, that they would probably invite back a lot of those players from that team. But I don't know. That's a great question. Not exactly
0: sure. Hollywood, uh, Andrews, which Hollywood might be too occupied playing video games to come back for the spring game weekend. Isn't he big into video games? I think so.
1: I think so. Someone's there was a theory floating around out there that he was uh, going to retire from football and be a professional gamer. Now, I don't know anything about that, but that was uh, being thrown out there by some people.
0: This has turned into an Oprah Winfrey show. This is on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Do I have your uh, attention now? Uh, I appreciate that. You get a statue. You get a statue. You get a statue. You get a statue. Crying face. Love you guys. Yeah. Sean says you have to win 100 games as a football coach to get a statue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's probably right. Um, Ten-plus seasons – or so I'm
0: good with that being the stipulation like the special thing about statues is if you know it's really hard to get one like the day you just give people statues just to give them statues then it comes <laughs> becomes a little bit less special but there should yeah. be something there should be something done for guys especially defensive guys in the way that the Heisman trophy works whether it be national award winners something you you do something for those guys too that didn't win the Heisman trophy
1: well and I always come back to this every year Oklahoma has won a national championship they've had like either the number 1 defense in the country or at least a top 5 defense in the country so um you know the Heisman situation not exactly the same and it, well at least recently, what the last four Heisman Trophy winners didn't win national championships. I can't tell you about the previous three. I know um Steve Owens didn't win a national championship, did he? Uh, well, was he on the- no, I don't I don't believe that he did. I don't think he did. Um I guess Billy Sims is he the only one that did. Bill- and that would have been like
0: his freshman year, right? 78 was his last year, so 75, Yeah, 7, 8. Yeah, yeah, I think that would have been his freshman year. I believe 78 was his last year.
1: So I'm just saying, what do you
0: hang your hat on, Heisman's or national championships? Let's go. Heisman trophies. Previous staff, it was on uh, Heisman <laughs> trophies. Uh, since we're not going to get Bob today, I'll ask uh, you a question. Mm-hmm. You can play the role of Bob in this one because – All right. When we uh when we evaluated this hire of Brent Venables, we said a lot of positive things. But one thing that we didn't really talk about is his ability as a recruiter. I feel like that is extremely it's been it's been overlooked quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing the payoffs here the past few months of how good he is as a recruiter, but I think nationally people really don't take into consideration how good he is in that aspect. Like what makes Brent Venables such a great recruiter? Is it well, like how he is in one on one settings like why why is he why is he so skilled in that area?
1: I think it i think it's like full encompassing everything. I don't think we we gave him enough credit necessarily for being a recruiter because whenever you talk about venables as a recruiter, you tend to talk about you you talk about it as if we're saying um it's Brent Venables sitting with the recruit and his parents, and how good is he at closing, which he's great in that. But the best thing about Venables as a recruiter isn't necessarily that. Right now, as a head coach, it's his plan. He They have everything planned out. They have all the details. He's, he's totally organized. And has all of his ducks in a row as far as what their plan is, not just their plan as far as who they're targeting, but the plan in what are they selling them on? What what do they want these these kids and these parents to see? Like the vision at Oklahoma, like what the the program is about, um, you know. And he's he's not just about. Recruiting players to help win games. He wants to bring guys in that are going to build a program and guys that are going to do things the right way, that are going to be team guys, program guys, and that's first and foremost. And it's not just a – it's not like a sales pitch. Right. You know, it's like here's what it is. This is what we're doing Do you you want to be a
0: part of this? I'm sure in recruiting, you run across a lot of different types of characters, Mm -hmm. you know, um, with as many coaches as you deal with if you're a big-time recruit. I'm going to guess that Britt comes off as one of the most genuine guys that kids run across. That's what everyone says. Especially when we're talking about, like, he can win the kid over, but a lot of times, man, you got to win the parents over, especially mom. And I don't know how good Mule she was at winning over Mom, but I'm going to guess Brent Venables and kind of the atmosphere of his program. I'm going to guess he does a pretty good job of of winning over Mom.
1: Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt because the sales pitch from Venables isn't about how quickly are we going to get you to the NFL, how quickly are we going to get you on the field. The sales pitch is about how we're going to develop you holistically, uh, all the way around like uh, academics, you know, personal responsibility, um, spiritually, all of those things. And uh, that resonates big time with parents, Uh, the kids. All you can think about is the football aspect of it. It's hard to ever like break through with the kid talking about anything other than football, but with the parents, they view things totally differently. And, The way they're approaching it, I I just I think it's think it's perfect. Yeah, it
0: is. Uh, By the way, I can't wait for this tomorrow. Blaine hit us up on Twitter, Mm -hmm. and he sent us like a basically sent us a link to Bud Elliott, who we tried to get on the show a couple weeks ago on that Cover Three podcast. Is is he the one that made the comparison to OU and Maryland? Yeah, Yeah. Uh, he tweets out Oklahoma fans are going to love tomorrow's at cover three podcast episode right so great more stupid things being said can't wait to get after those what do
1: you uh, you think it's going to be some attempted troll or uh, what?
0: yeah i i mean how else is the national media doing things right now right the thing is is they're building this up so much this maybe has a chance to be the troll of all trolls right you gotta know, you gotta, uh, you gotta you, you got to upgrade over the previous troll. You got to one up him or her. Yeah. I feel like this could be the troll of all. Maybe they'll pick OU to go five and seven next year. I don't know. Uh,
1: I don't know. They'll probably flip around and pick Oklahoma to do something big, or you know who knows? Who knows what it's going to be? But yeah, uh, I don't know. Lock on. Do do everything that you need to do to get the clicks that that you want. That's fine.
0: And then switch in August and say, yeah, I think OU's going to be right around a top 10 team coming into the season. We That's need, not how it works. We
1: need someone to do a, a Maryland tracker and have him tagged in everything throughout next season. We need to make sure to remember <laughs> to do that.
0: I, I, if I know this text line like I think I know it, and I know it pretty well, we will find multiple Maryland trackers on there. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. All right. Quick timeout. More
1: from the Rush coming up. We'll come back. Wrap up hour number one.
0: Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you our number one of the rush. We have made contact with Coach Bob Stoops. We expect him next hour at 4.05, so be sure to tune in for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know if this is a Texas fan or what. It says, Texas fans are arrogant. Please look in the mirror. So that's a uh, very odd text on the Air Comfort Solutions. Oklahoma fans are arrogant as well. But not as arrogant as Texas fans.
1: I think – Aren't all fans arrogant to not, some
0: degree? Sure, but not to that level. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> not like, they've to been that bad level. for over ten years and they still think they're amazing.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair mm-hmm.
0: fair criticism. No doubt. How about that massive trade in the NFL today? I know we don't talk a lot of NFL, but that came out of nowhere, dude.
1: Wow. Nowhere. Yeah. And I like it. I I, I think that's I think that's interesting. Um Man, the in I, I don't know. We'll have to see how that plays out, but the AFC's loaded, man. That that is a tough, tough conference um to make it through the playoffs, to even get into the playoffs. Like that division alone is is really brutal so am
0: i the only one i heard the trade happen and drew Locke is going to the seahawks and all i could think of every time i hear drew Locke, i think of tom herman mocking (laughs) him on the sidelines during that bowl game yeah one of those uh one of those seasons that you're talking about where they were disappointing
1: yeah and you know i i I don't know exactly what that's going to mean for denver i don't know what it's going to mean for drew Locke. uh but that's big that's huge um Exciting. I like whenever you have movement from top players like that. just kind of draws you in a little bit.
0: Broncos are back, man. Broncos
1: are back, back, baby. Uh, Maybe that's why Von Miller was telling everyone yesterday he won. No, that's heavy
0: speculation. He wants to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, no doubt. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll have Coach Stoops on the other side.